0: The Scottish Terrier growled low in his throat. His front paws were on the windowsill. As he looked out at the darkness, it was the middle of the night. Twelve-year-old Jeff Bridger bolted awake, immediately concerned. What is it, rascal? he whispered. Through the opening bedroom window came the sputtering of a motorboat on the lake. Jeff squinted at the digital clock. What was anyone doing out there at 2.30 in the morning? He grabbed his binoculars from his bedpost. Then he jumped up to wake his 10-year-old brother, David, who was wrapped in his quilt on the floor. David, look, hurry! The boat's at the islands. Something's not right. David popped up, still in his T-shirt and shorts from yesterday. He was ready for action. Okay, I'm awake. He found his binoculars among the clutter of socks and shoes beside him. In the starlight, the brothers could see Lost Island. Their secret fort was hidden in the island forest, but they weren't concerned with the fort now. Circling near the rocky point was an aluminum fishing boat that had a shiny stripe along its side. Someone was in the bow holding up a lantern. The boys couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. The engine had slowed to a putter, putter, putter. Suddenly a large object was rolled over the side. It splashed into the black water and sank from view. Though half a mile across the lake, the noise was as loud as if were from their kitchen downstairs. Jeff and David looked at each other, then raised their binoculars again. Now the boat had been pulled ashore and someone was walking on the islands. Jeff lowered his voice so he wouldn't wake their mother. Did that look like someone threw a body overboard, he asked his younger brother. Definitely. They listened until once again the night was still. Stars wiggled on the surface of the dark lake. Though it seemed peaceful, the boys were uneasy. Jeff reached over a Monopoly game, scattered on the carpet for his walkie-talkie. We have to let Claire know. He clicked a dial, then held down a button. Claire, he whispered into the speaker. Wake up. Over. He paused a moment, then repeated his message. Claire was their nine-year-old cousin and best friend. She She too lived on the lake. Her log home was close enough to Jeff and David's that they could signal each other from the bedroom windows. A footbridge over the creek connected the two properties. When they wanted to talk late at night, The cousins used two-way radios turned down low so they wouldn't bother their parents. They wished they had cell phones, but there was no reception in these mountains. Soon a girl's voice came through the static. Claire Posey reporting for duty. What's up, guys? Over. Suspicious activity, said Jeff. We'll debrief tomorrow. Come to breakfast at seven o'clock sharp. Jeff, we were already planning to make pancakes together, remember? Over. Oh, right, I forgot, see you tomorrow, then over. To David, he said, now do the secret code. David aimed his flashlight at Claire's window. He waved it around, then turned it off and on several times. In response, Claire tugged the strings on her Venetian blinds. Open shut, open twice. Then for a grand final, David smushed his face against the glass, shining a light up through his nose. At that, Claire closed her blinds. What code did you give her? Jeff asked, getting back into bed. Oh, the usual. You mean you made something you mean you made something up? Yep. David returned to his nest in the floor and rolled into his quilt. Hey Jeff, what if that really was a body? Jeff checked under his pillow to make sure the flashlight was still there. Well, if it is a body, he replied, then someone was murdered. It it shut off like this and then I couldn't and then I couldn't pause it. We need to sit down, Caleb.